the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, this is the final hour of the week of Bruce Hooley's shows. Hope you have a nice weekend plan. Let me see. Can I do this off memory? I want to send my good luck shout outs. This is hard because Upper Arlington is playing Pickerington Central tonight. So, I, I mean, I can't pick a favorite in that one. They are playing. I think they're playing a Westerville Central. So, big Division One. Battle of unbeaten Upper Arlington, once beaten Pick Central for a berth in the Final Four of the state high school football playoffs. So good luck to them. Also tonight, Marysville is playing Springfield. Can't remember where that game is, but that's another big one. So good luck to our uh, Central Ohio teams who are in the playoffs. Those are the two that I know. Of course, Saturday, Ohio State plays Michigan State at home. A lot of people think that's a danger game. Uh, Dangerous for Sparty, maybe. I don't think it's too dangerous for Ohio State. Michigan State can't score enough points to beat Ohio State. And while its defense may be better than Purdue's, which, you know, me, Aaron, and Allen Rodgers would be like a better secondary than Purdue's, (laughs) uh, I don't think Sparty is going to be able to hold Ohio State down, and Ohio State will win that game. The Kyle Rittenhouse deliberations continue. I stand by my opinion that there will be a mistrial declared or a verdict vacated. I have comments from court yesterday that I think will lend veracity to that opinion. We'll get to those uh, second segment this hour. But we wanted to talk with Keith Faber, the auditor of the state of Ohio. He has been on a mission to ferret out unemployment fraud. A lot of money flowing into the state of Ohio after COVID. Extra unemployment benefits, $300 a week. Wow. Love to get my hands on that, some Ohioans thought. And so they went to illegal lengths to get their hands on that. They filed claims they were not entitled to have. And so the state of Ohio, like it should be noted, many states, many states have found fraud in their unemployment situations. Ohio has just been more forthcoming in disclosing theirs. But the numbers are astronomical and the numbers are uh, very, very scary. $3.8 billion, maybe as much as $5 billion. Now, when I heard that number, I thought... We can't possibly have that kind of money. I've lived through enough different governors, John Kasich, Ted Strickland, on and on and on, where there's 
Ohio is one of the few states that requires you to balance the budget. How can you possibly balance the budget if we've paid out $3.85 billion, I mean, even $1 billion? How can we possibly do that? So I want to get to the bottom of that with uh, Ohio Auditor Keith Faber. I thought we had him, and then my call screen blew up on me. I've lost my connection, Aaron, so... Uh, no Keith Faber. No Keith Faber? All right, something must have come up with Keith. So I uh, apologize for that. We set it up on the fly at their behest. So something must have happened with that one, and we will get to that later on. But I do applaud them for finding the fraud. I had a job that ended in May, like two months after the pandemic began. I chose to end the job. I just didn't believe in the virtues of the company that I was working for at the time anymore. And like a law-abiding schmo, I didn't file for unemployment because it was my choice to leave the job. Pretty clear to me now that given the lack of oversight that we had, uh, I could have fleeced the state out of a bunch of money. I wouldn't feel good about it. And that's the thing. Like, we have so much of a lack of honesty in our society now. We have so much disdain for propriety. And so much of a hole in our regard for our fellow man that we just think, eh, I'll take it. I'll take it. They got it. They'll take it. Uh, and I think, you know, we've perpetuated this idea out there that it's not real money. I mean, if, the, if it's a government program, it's not real money. What is real money? It comes from somewhere. This I ask you to consider. As you've been out and about in your travels during your lifetime, Maybe at the Christmas season, maybe when shopping for a birthday present. Have you ever come upon a retail location that said government whatever for sale? No, you have not. Because the government does not produce goods. The government does not have product to sell. Ergo, the government does not have the capacity to earn money the way you and I earn money. We perform a service. Maybe we produce a good or service. And someone believes they can either make use of that. For instance, like a MyPillow, you go, hey, I'm going to buy that pillow because I'd like to sleep comfortably. That pillow is worth the 1998. I'm going to buy that. And you get something out of it, and Mike Lindell and the My Pillow people get something out of it. Or, in this instance, Salem Media looks at me and they say, hey, you know, Bruce Hooley can make sense of the news, analyze it, apply it to people's lives. People will find that compelling enough to listen to that. And so we get listeners to our station. In exchange for that talent that Bruce Hooley has, we'll pay Bruce Hooley X amount of dollars to do that. That's how an economy works. That's how you pay your bills. That's how I pay my bills. That's how business operates. The government doesn't operate that way. They don't produce a service. Nobody's sitting here going, man, I really wish I could have the government more involved in my life. Other than people who want free money, 
Yeah, I'd like to have another child. By the way, I have five children now. Could you give me another $250 for that additional child I had? Oh, they're under five. Now I get $300 for them. Yeah, they want the government in their life that way, but that's not really the same kind of a relationship as when you're producing a good or a service. No, the government, they don't sell anything. They don't produce anything. They don't add any value. They can only get money if they take it from you and me. So that's why this unemployment fraud in the state of Ohio is so incredibly aggravating on so many levels. First of all, we charge our state with being competent in monitoring our money, giving it away to the right people for the right reason. In this case, we weren't giving it away to a lot of the right people, and we were giving way too much of it away to those people. So that's how we get to $3.8 trillion, or maybe as much as $5 trillion, <coughs> I veritably choke saying it, in illegal unemployment benefits. So there we are. That's where we are. And Keith Faber is uh, tracking it, letting us know about it, which is the right move, but it still chokes me to think about it. Now, the Ohio House, I told you, is moving toward blocking a federal vaccine mandates application here in the state of Ohio. The Fifth Circuit Court in New Orleans has mocked the Biden vaccine mandate. Can't do it. Staggeringly out of touch with the Constitution, they said. OSHA itself, the brown shirts who were being used by Joe Biden to implement this vaccine mandate because he knew he didn't have constitutional support to do it, has rescinded the vaccine mandate. So you would think, you would think all of that would add up to Jen Psaki at the White House saying, yeah, we're going to pause on that vaccine mandate. Hmm. She did not say that yesterday. What did she say? I'll tell you next on The Bruce Hooley Show. So Jen Psaki at the White House yesterday said, despite all these setbacks to the Biden vaccine mandate, uh, go ahead and keep enforcing it. Nothing has changed, she said. Nothing has changed. You get spanked in the courts. It ended up for a final verdict from the Fifth Circuit in Cincinnati with 11 Republican appointees out of 16. OSHA rescinded it, but nothing has changed. Okay, whatever you say, Jen. Now, we were talking about the unemployment situation in the state of Ohio with $3.8 trillion in fraud, maybe as much as $5 trillion in fraud. That's astounding to me. Our state auditor, uh, Keith Faber, has been looking into that, and we're pleased to have Keith join the show now. Keith, thanks so much for your time today. How is your investigation into unemployment fraud in the state of Ohio going? Is it concluded, or are you still finding more as you continue to look? Well, we, we're, we're actually, thanks for having me, by the way, and, and, and great to be here. Sorry we couldn't hit the earlier uh, time frame. But uh, the, the short answer is, is we have completed two phases. Uh, our first phase was on the customer service failures, which were just a disaster. You had people on hold who were entitled to unemployment that couldn't get through to get things filed or get problems resolved. You had employers who were getting notices saying, hey, uh, you told me Jim here is unemployed or getting unemployment. I'm looking at him. He's working. What the heck? Yeah. And and those people couldn't get through to get their customer service. So we did uh, a performance audit of that and made recommendations, and they started cleaning some of that up. During this process, we also do the state audit of the state financial statements. 
and we were so concerned about the possibility of fraud that we actually modified the opinion on the state financial statements, uh, despite the fact that they were telling us, oh, no, we're not seeing any fraud, nothing to see here, auditor, just move <laughs> along. People uh, didn't buy it, and, and I'm glad we didn't. Uh, we kept digging, and we launched an audit on the fraud. And as you mentioned, we found $3.8 billion. Frauds are ba- are, uh, in fraud, audits are backward-looking. And so that was looking at uh, about a period of the first year of COVID. And uh, they were not managing the system. They didn't have the controls in place to root out fraud, waste, and abuse. It's fraud and overpayments. Um, and, and let me just put this in context for you. 26% of all the unemployment claims filed during that period involved either fraud or an overpayment. Wow. And put that in context of, of everyday working Ohioans. If you took everybody who works in Ohio, everybody, whether you're unemployed or not, everybody who works, that's an extra $627 coming out of you or your employer's pocket. Which uh, so my experience with unemployment, Keith, is that that's pretty much an, uh, uh, an unemployment check. Right, six hundred twenty-seven bucks is about what it was, which is neither here nor there. But it's an astronomical number and an astronomical uh, issue. So I guess my question is: is this is this organized? You know that the word gets out, or these? Is, it seems like an astronomical number of individuals who are able to do yeah, this. You're, you're, you're spot on. Uh, this is a multifaceted problem. It is a national problem. Nationally, it's probably close to $100 billion. California is talking about $20 billion. I said our number was going to be $5, five billion. Uh, looks like I was right. They came out and adjusted the numbers since our audit came out and said the new number is $5.4 billion in fraud and overpayments. So we're seeing it really in, in three large areas. First is what I call the organized international criminal syndicates largely based, and I don't know why they're in Nigeria, but they're in Nigeria, they're in Russia, they're in North Korea, they're in Eastern Bloc countries, China. Those groups did just massive data dumps, massive uh, cyber hits, and, and got a lot of unemployment fake claims paid, particularly through the pandemic unemployment system. Uh, we also had organized crime here in America. Uh, if you listed your house for sale during the pandemic, there's a good shot that you had unemployment claims based on your address. It may have been a fake name, but it was your address they used. And they hoped that they would send the unemployment uh, payment card or the check to your address that the the criminals could get to the mailbox before you did and pull those out and and steal those right out of your own mailbox. We had one of my employees uh, who listed his house for sale during the period that uh, he thought he had 40 of those things that he caught and he thought he was getting to the mailbox pretty promptly. When we did the audit, actually 68 were sent to his address, uh, and about eight grand was actually paid to fraudsters that got the money. He didn't get any of the money, but fraudsters did. And so that's how pervasive this is. Um, and for what we found was that uh, that's just a circumstance that probably local fraudsters were doing. And then you have the run of the mill, the people who are working uh, under the table that submitted a fraud claim and kept, uh, or that submitted an unemployment claim that kept working, are people who submitted a claim saying they were making more money than they were actually paid. That's what I would call the run-of-the-mill fraud. All of it's bad. The first didn't come from Bob and Betty Buckeye being overpaid a little bit. They came largely from people abusing the system. So that astounds me. We're talking with Keith Faber, Ohio State Auditor, about the unemployment fraud in the state of Ohio, upwards of $5 billion in fraud. Am I wrong? Isn't it a federal crime to 
look in and grab something out of someone else's mailbox. So these American crime syndicates are hiring actual boots-on-the-ground people to go around to addresses they have a list of and look in your mailbox and grab a cash card or grab a check? Yep. They're literally following the mailman. Uh, they know what addresses they're using. And, and, and look, it, it is a – yeah, it's certainly a federal crime. It's also a federal crime to engage in any fraud through the mail, to file a false claim using uh, the Internet. All of those things are federal crimes. The reality is, and I, and I said this uh, literally at a, at a presentation not long ago, a little tongue-in-cheek, but how much money can you steal from the United States before your name goes on a list that one of our initial agencies goes and grabs you, no matter where you're at, and renders you harmless? Remember, Osama bin Laden took down a couple of uh, towers, crashed some planes into the Pentagon, and, and to a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, with about 5 to $8 million bucks. Uh, we're talking about billions of dollars no. that certainly wound up in places that uh, they're not friendly to us and probably in, in people's hands that wanted to do us harm. Keith Faber, Ohio State Auditor, our guest. Okay, are we are we done with this? Like, do we have this bulletproofed now? Well, it's better. And, and, and let me say, if there is a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, I would say that the governor and, uh, and lieutenant governor when they recognized there was a problem. Remember, they, they spent the third better part of a year, their people, not, not them, but denying that there was a problem. When they finally admitted that there was a problem, um, and they brought in a new director of the Department of Job and Family Services, Matt Damschroder, who's a good guy, a smart guy, they put in a public-private partnership working with Google, LexisNexis, and a bunch of banks and insurance companies. They were able to significantly reduce the amount of fraud in the system. Let's get to this point remember a week in April where they indicated that there was 140,000 unemployment claims filed that week. They came out and said that over 90% of those claims they believe are fraudulent. Um, fast forward, I met with Director Dan Schroeder in the middle of May during our audit and asked him how things were going, what he was seeing as we were giving some suggestions, uh, suggestions to the governor to do things like rescind the you don't have to look for work order to get people back to work, get rid of the $300 extra payment in Ohio, and put a link on your website for employers to uh, report uh, that, that jobs and they're not taking them. The governor did two of those three things. But during that conversation, I asked Director Dan Schroeder, what are they saying? He said that they thought that they had reduced the weekly fraud claims from more than 100,000 to just a few few hundred. So that means that using private sector techniques, actually looking at things that the private sector does for multi-billion dollar payment systems and applying them to this, they were able to significantly clamp down on the fraud. That's the good news. The bad news is I'm sure it's still going on. The fraudsters will try and get, get around, but we've got to – it is simply unacceptable to have a system that doesn't work. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, Keith, I appreciate your work, uh, the transparency, too. I know it's not fun and you're – a Republican and you work in a Republican administration, but I applaud the governor. I applaud everybody there who's willing to say we got a problem. Uh, this was messed up. We're admitting it uh, because I believe in full disclosure. That's the only right thing for taxpayers. They're owed that. So uh, thank you for the work that you're doing, and I wish you well uh, in it. You're spot on. I always say a state auditor, uh, I don't work for the governor. He doesn't work for me. Uh, but my job is I don't collect taxes. I don't audit individuals. I don't audit businesses. What I do is act as a watchdog on your tax dollars. And in doing that, I always ask people, if you see something in government that doesn't look right, it doesn't seem right, let us know, one eight six six fraud oh one eight six six 
Rod OH, or go to ohioauditor.gov, ohioauditor.gov. You can report things, and we do investigations. I put 27 people in prison this year who are lying, stealing, and cheating with your money. Um, I love my job, uh, and uh, we'll keep trying to be transparent and make the Ohio government work better for Ohioans. Fantastic. Keith Faber, Ohio Auditor, thanks so much for your time today, Keith, and thanks for your work. Thanks for having us. There you go. That's, uh, you know, it's a, good, it's a good side of a bad situation. It would be worse if it were allowed to continue. It's not being allowed to continue. This is what happens when you don't vet processes and procedures and we just rush to get things done. A lot of times it gets done sloppily. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.